It's film festival season, and during 10 days in October, the people of Chicagoland will once again experience engaging, life-changing feature films, shorts, and music videos in venues throughout the area. For its fifth anniversary, the Injustice for All Film Festival is looking forward to sharing films focused on three major themes, the criminal injustice system and the epidemic of mass incarceration, racism and white supremacy, and human rights with an emphasis on human trafficking, immigration, and domestic violence. Joining me to discuss the festival and the themes therein are Daryl Brown, the director of the fest, and Darcy Carter, the film festival's program manager. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. I am excited to talk about this and spread the word because I think this is important work that the two of you and your colleagues are doing. It's the fifth anniversary of the festival, but the themes you're exploring this year are as relevant as ever and have been throughout. Can you talk to me about the focus that you've chosen here and the work that you do around these themes in your everyday life that made curating something like this possible, Darcy? Um, well, I've been a part of the uh, film festival from the beginning. Uh, I've been, I got involved by way of our uh, a ministry at our church, Trinity United Church of Christ. Shout out. Uh, our prison ministry, which has been um, active for almost 40 years. Mm. So I got involved with the next movement um, as a response to a call to uh, participate in social justice ministries at our church. So I answered that call and got involved. And uh, it's, and you know, and, and the criminal injustice system has affected my life personally. I have relatives who have, you know, spent the better part of the last 20 years in and out mm. of uh, county jail and state prisons in the state. So it's a subject that hits very close to home. So it was, uh, you know, from that, that I was like, you know, I need to get involved in this. And so, you know, having a church that's full of social justice ministries, it was, it was, it was a, a good fit for me. How about you, Daryl? Uh, this uh, came about about five years ago. Well, five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. We, we were in the midst of uh, a regular, we have a group called the Next Movement Committee, which is part of our prison ministry at Trinity. And the Next Movement's focus is on the epidemic of mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. We sort of serve as the advocacy arm of our prison ministry. Um, we're sitting around our meeting, and a gentleman, Curly Cohen, all of a sudden just says, bangs on the table, we ought to do a film festival. Like, Curly, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you know, we kind of thought about it. And the interesting thing is the whole trajectory of the meeting changed. Yeah. And we spent the rest of the meeting talking about it. We had, um, uh, a little bit earlier, maybe a year earlier, we had premiered um, The House I Live In. And The House I Live In, of course, is a film about the drug war. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got a lot of play at the time. Excellent movie. And we had a screening of it at Trinity and partnered with, I don't know, 20 or 30 different little social justice organizations around the town. And it was fantastic. We probably had 1,500 people there. We had a wonderful conversation. I think the genesis of the idea came then. But then when Curly said, we ought to have a film festival, we had a little bit of confidence that we could do something like that because we had a little bit of success. Of course, we had no idea what it took to do a film festival. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that, was in a, that was in October. And the festival was planned for April of the next year. Uh, I don't think we consulted with anybody that had ever done a film festival mm. until January. Uh, it was a sister that had done 10 years on the Brazilian film festival here. And she basically gave us all wonderful advice and looked, us at, looked at us and said, um, you don't really have time to do this. <laughs> well, not with that attitude. <laughs> and we were like, well, it's too late now. <laughs> we were rolling down the road. So that, our first festival, I think we had 10 films. Um, we didn't have a competition. 
the competition started in year two, where mm-hmm. you have people submit films and you give awards. And that was the year that the Drug Policy Alliance, uh, they were our, our benefactors. I, I think they gave us a grant of maybe $3,000 mm-hmm. and paid for all the awards, all the plaques, because our festival has always been free. Yes. And even this year, we're 60-plus films. We're at like 26 different locations around the city and suburbs. I mean, from uh, University Park to the south to Lake Forest to the north. Uh, and everything is free, every event. It's it's funny that you mentioned what a large undertaking this ended up uh, being because you know it, it's it's a lot of, of work that you've created for yourself for the greater good, but you know every everybody listens to the news we we know what's happening in the world why a film festival to call attention to these injustices that are happening when when folks seem to be bombarded with with this sort of thing all the time Darcy. I think that the festival gives people an opportunity to really get a perspective of of how wide and broad this issue is and how many people it affects. We have films coming in from overseas, from the West Bank, from Iran. Uh, We have films uh, about the prison system in Brazil. And so I think that giving people that broad perspectives helps them to see that it's not just you. This is a problem that even though the United States incarcerates more people by far than any other country in the world, but it's like, you know, it it helps you get perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is something that's not only an issue for me, it's a human rights issue. It's It's human injustice that's happening. So over the years, the films that I've seen and and a lot of the films about returning citizens in particular, they they really humanize the people. You know, these are people's mothers and fathers and mm-hmm. sons and daughters and nephews and nieces and grandchildren. And so I think it really humanized the experience for those who, you know, by the grace of God, don't have a family member mm-hmm. in the system. So I think, I mean, we hear mass incarceration. We hear about the problems, especially here in our city, at county jail, the overcrowding and the state prison system. And I think it just gives people that perspective and and helps them to understand better that this is an issue that even if you don't have a loved one who's incarcerated, that you need it, you need to be aware of it because it's a human rights issue. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that there's enough examples of injustice throughout the world that it justifies a 10-day film festival but we are very lucky that there are such talented people who want to tell these stories and expose that injustice to the world can you tell me about some of the filmmakers you'll be showcasing and their passion for helping these voices get heard daryl uh so just to tap in a little bit on on the question you asked darcy uh similar to how the reason we love public radio is that you all tend to provide a depth of story that you don't get mm-hmm. on on commercial. That's what the purpose of these films are. They they take you deeper into some of these issues. Um, as far as the filmmakers, um, wow, we we have so many films. Sorry for me to no, I mean it's, me to get a, there's get a it's, grasp it's on, a great on one filmmaker breadth of of topics, a, a great breadth of of geography that we're covering here. And I, I imagine it's like choosing your favorite child here to, to, to tell what you're it's incredibly most difficult excited about. Out of 60 movies. But I will say that opening night, uh, Thursday night this week, we have uh, a film called Rikers, mm-hmm. an American Jail. And I've been in conversation with the filmmaker. She's not able to make it. 
But uh, one of the gentlemen that's in the movie, Reverend Hector Custodia, will be uh, in the in the house, so to speak, uh, to add some context to it. Similar to um, our own Cook County Jail, Rikers uh, Jail in New York and uh, Los Angeles County Jail in California are the largest mental health institutions in America. Uh, it it kind of speaks to the challenge that we have as a society where we, we just cast people away. You know, you have mental health challenges. Uh, we're going to put you in jail. That's that's the best we can do for you. Yeah. You know, so it, I mean, these types of movies, as Marcy was mentioning, they, they humanize the whole class of individuals because when you look at it, there are all types of forces pushing people into prison, mm-hmm. you know, mostly economic. Um, I like to say nobody wants to be a criminal. If we have a, a system where everybody has a job that pays a living wage, if you have some assurance to that, the whole concept of jails would change. Um, I moved from a, a prison reformer to a prison abolitionist over the course of my, I don't know, about 20 years or so in prison mm-hmm. ministry. And while for a lot of people the idea of abolishing prisons is bizarre and unthinkable, the reality is... If you're providing that fundamental support for families and for people, you would have very little need for prisons. You know, if you were if you were treating drug addiction as a health consideration instead of a criminal consideration, if you had mental health facilities that were available to people that need them, right? It would just be a very small uh, percentage of the population, certainly much less than the number of people that we imprison. Darcy, anything in particular that you're looking forward to to sharing with your audiences here? Yeah, there are a couple of things. Um, one uh, film in particular called Bank- Banksy's Hotel, which was a film shot entirely on an iPhone 7. It's amazing what people can Isn't do. Isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this is uh, uh, a film by um, a filmmaker named Michael Mc- McLaughlin. And that, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, because I've heard of people shooting films on their iPhones. And when I saw that, I was like, wow. So he, uh, his film is about a West Bank hotel, which is sort of like an art installation Mm -hmm. in the West Bank. And uh, I I just thought that was fascinating. And a couple of movies that were uh, focusing on Brazil, one is Caged and one is named uh, Central. And I... It, it gives you such a stark, uh, haunting look into the prison system in Brazil. Uh, it's very uh, archaic. It's very, it's 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 just like a torture chamber in a dungeon. It's really mm. what the how the people live in the prisons. It's just it will blow you away to see that. And the one film cage, they actually because of overcrowding, they put people in they build these cages on the back of a pickup truck bed and they house like as many people as they can fit in the cage. And yeah. it's just it's just wow. It's amazing. And another foreign film, um, Born Behind Bars, is out of India and in their society when they incarcerate women and they have give birth in prison they let the children um live in the prison with them up until six years old so that was one that really uh struck me um also born behind bars is the name of that film so just a couple other highlights sure um california's forgotten children uh is going to be hosted on sunday by uh 
First Lady Monica Moss at the church. And we have a, a cadre of people there that are going to be talking about uh, sexual exploitation. Uh, that's going to be a, certainly a highlight event. Um, Returning to Life will be on Saturday at 4.30. Molly Merriman, the filmmaker, will be there. And that's a, a film that follows because you, when you get out of prison, that's a whole nother challenge. Yeah. You know, the, the systems are structured to separate you from your family. The fact that you, if, if your family lives in subsidized housing, you can't go live with them when you get out of prison. Yeah. So you have to find somebody else to live with or someplace else or halfway house. Uh, this film follows six people as they transition into the new world. Um, we also have a special night uh, Monday where we have uh, Milo Stalik. Uh, we, that's going to be a night of foreign films. We've got five different foreign short films mm -hmm. that we'll show. And he'll be there to kind of add his, his spin and his uh, perspective, particularly on uh, international films and what they have to offer. Because a lot of times, um, as Dor Darcy was mentioning, we have these films from Brazil that are just absolutely painful. But, you know, the, the purpose of the film festival is to make people aware, to educate them, but also to bring people to action. Daryl Brown is here. Darcy Carter is here. We're talking about the fifth annual Injustice for All Film Festival uh, happening October 4th through 13th at locations throughout the city. Let's talk about this action. What would you like people, when they're leaving these theaters, when they're leaving these screenings, to take with them, to come away with? Is it, What are these calls to action that you're hoping they'll follow through on? So the main thing is what we find, even, even at a church like Trinity, that's got, you know, a, a very active social justice uh, ministries on a lot of different components. You would just be surprised at how small the percentage is of the people that actually do that type of work. So we're constantly trying to bring people in to spend some time uh, to learn about some of these issues, to start being exposed. I mean, for instance, our prison ministry, one of the things we've been very active on recently is the Coalition to End Money Bail. Um, major issue. Mm -hmm. uh, there are 6,000 people in Cook County Jail right now, and of those, there's probably 2,500 that could qualify to come home if they could make their bail. Well, our position is that you shouldn't have to pay bail. You're innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you are a threat to the community, you should go home and be able to continue your life. And there are all types of uh, studies and statistics that show people that can afford their bail, come out, they can be active in their own defense. They have much better outcomes in the criminal justice mm -hmm. system than if you're actually in jail because then you're under the pressure to uh, make a plea deal to get out. That is one thing. I mean, one another is uh, prison ministries. We'd like to see a prison ministry in every church in the city. Uh, you, they certainly have, uh, have members with people in prisons. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that we know for sure. When you're sitting in church on Sunday, you can look to the right and look to the left. One of those people has a family member uh, that's impacted by the criminal justice system. And it would be to their advantage to be engaged. To, because, you know, when they say the squeaky wheel gets the grease, absolutely. That's true. Absolutely true. Absolutely. Darcy, what are you hoping people will come away with at the end of this 10-day festival? Um, I hope people will come away with uh, a renewed spirit of how much power they have 
in facing these issues and conquering these issues. Uh, the In Money Bell Coalition was a coalition, and, and and our ministry, the next movement, everyone who is a member of the ministry is not a member of our church. So if you're out there and you want to either come and join us in this work or if you want to learn how you can do it in your church, your synagogue, your mosque, wherever, you know, we're not— uh, we don't discriminate against anyone. This is all hands on deck mm-hmm. issue. So I hope that people in, in this spirit, in this climate we currently have in our country, uh, coalition is very important across economic lines, across gender lines, across religious lines, across you, whether you're a citizen, an immigrant. Everybody, this issue affects everyone. And if you want to learn about what we're doing, we welcome you to come um, and and sit in on a meeting, get to know us. If you want to start something at your church, because one of the things that we're going to be doing as far as uh, uh, and that sort of came out of doing the In Money Bond um, work is to talk about the judges and to examine the judges and to uh, you know, start looking at, you know, who we need to vote out on these benches that are, you know, making these decisions that send people to jail for reasons when they're a drug addict and maybe they need mental health or uh, even uh, rehab instead of sending them to prison for seven years. So so if you are out there and you're going to come to the film festival, we'll have an opportunity for you to leave your information with us and just to let us know that you want to get involved in this because we can't sit back idly and just let um, – things be the way that they are. And we have the power to change it. We really do. There's a lot of people, just like Daryl said, if you sit, if whether you're sitting on the pew and you look to the left or right, it's people that you know in your family, in your neighborhood, your community, on your job, in your church, your synagogue, wherever that has been affected by this issue. So the the that's the point of entry. You know, and so it's it's not it's it's it just takes a little more effort to get involved. And when we get involved in coalition across all these lines that supposedly separate us, there's so much power in that. And I think that we're seeing that how our collective power can actually bring things that tear down barriers. So mm-hmm. I thank you, Daryl and Darcy, for joining me today. Thank you very much.